Welcome to the Top Bins Only Podcast. My name is Pablo, and uh, today you're running point guard, our favorite Aztec. When did Aztecs start playing basketball, Gio? I'm going to say like 300 before Christ. Uh, they used rocks, and um, they created their own buckets. How would you know this? Oh, my ancestors told me. Your ancestors. Oh, yes, because you believe in all that stuff, right? With all, right. all due respect, of course. Yeah. All right. So how was uh, how's your whole week from last podcast? Anything exciting? I worked overtime on nothing but MLS. I came ready and prepared, unlike a certain host who forgot all his notes somewhere. Oh, yeah. So I forgot my notes. I texted Pablo this morning or at afternoon. Let them in the trailer I work in. So, but I was able to uh, go through it really quick again. I was, and it kind of triggered my memory. So, though some games were on BFE, but um, for most part, I'll be pretty good, I think. I think so oh. too. It's always I, good. Yeah. yeah. So, this past week, I actually attended a, uh, oh, the America game. I don't know if you saw that. I did. <laughs> Tied 0 0. Pretty fun. They were here, so I decided to go. And I attended a, a hockey game. What was um, that all about? Watching the Saturday? Ducks? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, our client, uh, clients from my old job, they gave them tickets to my friend, and then he asked if I wanted to go. So I was like, "Yeah, why not?" So, Did you wear any hockey gear? No, of course not. I don't. I don't even watch hockey. But I'll tell you this: I'd rather watch hockey than baseball. To be honest. We'll get to the baseball stuff later when we insult Ricky for many different reasons. But not now, because Ricky has to wait and Ricky has to listen to all of this. So you're ready now, to run point guard? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ready to kick it <laughs> off. Uh, we did have international break. So people were with their international duty. And for some reason, the MLS doesn't care i guess i don't know the whole story i don't know what's the, i don't like it because it just throws everything off but nonetheless they they still had all games uh i think there was one early game which is portland and galaxy tied a big fat zero zero you want to start us off yeah i'm boycotting the galaxy i am standing in solidarity with la riot squad and angel city brigade in not talking about them and I will not because it was a 0-0 game with Portland. I think they desperately need a Vander back. Um, they they just look so out of place. There's something clearly going on over there. And uh, they have issues. And even though David Bingham, this was a revenge game for him going up against his old club, he actually looked very locked in and he made a couple of great saves during the game. Portland didn't look good at all. I felt the Galaxy were actually better. And the Galaxy were wearing their green jersey. The game was in Portland, so it felt really odd looking at that because it looked like the Galaxy were the home team. But um, it was a very physical game. There was a lot of yellow cards. And unfortunately, Bingham got hurt at the end of the game. And we had a position player actually play goalkeeper for just a couple seconds. So yeah, How did he get hurt? I, I saw that late sub or whatever he walked off i don't quite remember actually i think he just kind of 
I don't know if it was a sprained ankle or anything like that, but he was definitely carrying off, carried off, and he he was definitely limping. Well, yeah, um, it was all Galaxy pretty much. Like I'm surprised you said, um, Portland needs uh, wasn't it a Vander, a Vander, yeah, Avenger. But yeah, they they look pretty bad, really really bad. It was all Galaxy first half. Uh, Galaxy hit the pole two times, I believe. Uh, the keeper had a, some couple of saves from Portland. Uh, I know what's his name, but Brag Bragman, Bragman, Bingham. Bragman, Bingham from Galaxy. Pretty sure it's Bragman, oh, they was the, the yeah, yeah. Sorry, mm, I don't remember. I'm remember I'm boycotting. I can't talk about them. Uh, well, he had like this yeah, Bragman. He had a nice shot going to the top corner, and the keeper made a a save. He could just easily just looked at the ball and just been like, oh, I got beat, but. He didn't give up, and he made a save. Yeah, Galaxy. It was all Galaxy. Galaxy had the chances. They couldn't finish. I mean, I want to say I'm pretty sure they're both disappointed. Oh, I, I actually bet on this game too, right? Yeah, I did. You bet did. On this game. You bet on both of them to score. Hey, which uh, wasn't bad because Galaxy had the chances. Galaxy missed. My thought process was both teams really needed a win, and that's what it looked like. When the game kicked off, they both were trying to score. And then, oh, the iffy part was, I think uh, Portland got robbed from a PK here. You think so? Yeah, because that guy slid from behind, and he I think he did touch the ball, but he comes in from behind and also takes the guy out. And which was iffy is when I watched the highlights, they didn't show it, nor the replay. No, they didn't. So... Uh, so maybe I was right, and they deserve the PK. But other than that, uh, I'm gonna say bad result for both teams. More Portland, I guess, because they were home. But both teams still need to figure something out. I think uh, one win for Portland, and then I think that's three losses in a row. For or... Portland, no, they've lost two and they went on a three game losing streak and then they and finally then broke it by tying. Yeah. yeah. And then Galaxy is still winless this season, if I'm not wrong. They are on a three game draw streak at the moment. And they in. haven't won. Yeah, they both decided to not score. And you you bet on I both bet of them to score? To Neither score. of them scored. <laughs> so I lost that one. But other than that, uh, Jerseys look pretty cool. The clash, the different colors, kind of pop. And the Portland fans deserve better. Those guys turn up. Timbers Army. Yeah, they get it rocking. That stadium was rocking too. So feel bad for them. It's going to be a long season unless things change. But I think once Evander comes back, they'll play a lot better. Then uh, let's move on to our next match. Oh, wait, so, we have to bully Fox because this game was also on Fox 11. I actually finally have all the numbers. Told you I worked hard this week. So through five weeks, Apple TV has defeated Fox with their highlight video package every single time. I'm going to go through them really quick. Nashville, New York City was the first game in week one. Apple TV had seven minutes, 11 seconds. Fox had five minutes, 10 seconds. Then for Monday Night Football Week 1, Seattle, Colorado, Apple had 7 minutes 30 seconds. Fox had 4 minutes 52 seconds. And yeah, just to kind of speed this up a little bit, in Week 2, Apple was 7 minutes 31. Fox was 4 minutes 58. 
in week three, Apple 7 minutes 36, Fox 5 minutes 9 seconds, week four, Apple 7 minutes 9, Fox 5 minutes 4, and in this recent one, Fox actually had their closest bout so far, Apple TV had 6 minutes 31 seconds, Fox had 5 minutes 10 seconds, in total, the difference is Apple TV is beating Fox 13 minutes 5 seconds. So Fox has not done a good job, and neither highlight package showed that penalty that you were describing, the non-call. So I guess they might be censoring. I don't know. That's what it seemed like to me. I don't think it was a penalty for what it's worth. That's because you're a defender, and I'm it, the forward. But yeah, it looked like a it, PK to me. And the fact that they didn't show it eh, kind of helps me out. It was a physical game, so and the ref was definitely letting them play, which was, which was pretty nice to see an English Premier League style game. There's going to be a, other games that we talk about later on that, yeah, that was the complete opposite. It was just a lot of those calls were very soft, but yeah, we'll get there. So next, uh, like you said, it was a very physical game in which uh, I think they had eight cards, and then the following game which is Charlotte and New York Red Bulls, also had uh, seven yellow cards. This game also tied 1-1. I did not bet. Charlotte was home. Uh, this one, the tone of the game was set pretty quickly. Both teams were going at it at the very beginning, so that kind of set the pace and the tone of the game going forward. And then, uh, oh, the defensive mistake um, for Charlotte, He, I don't know if he just lost contact with the ball or I contact with the ball and it went through him. So when he tried to hustle back to get it, that guy got rocked. Like he, the uh, Red Bull forward just bodied yeah, him out. Well just bodied him. <laughs> he told him, go hit the gym. And he just, uh, Colcom finished, finished it off. So they got up, well, 1-0. Like I said, it was a very physical game. And both teams got, a, uh, both teams combined for seven cards. And then there was an own goal for Red Bulls, which uh, it was bad positioning, but he really couldn't do anything at that point. He just tried to get some kind of deflection because if he, even if he let it go, I think uh, Copetti yep. was right there, and I'm assuming he was going to finish it. So it was just bad positioning from the defense, and that led to, to the tie. So I'm sure Charlotte's going to not mind that one point, and the Red Bulls – Whatever it were, I think it was the last minute too, kind of towards the end. Yeah, the Red Bulls are in an interesting spot at the moment. They're a very low scoring team, but they also don't give up a lot of goals. I don't really have much to add to your notes. I agree with everything. I put that it was basically fight night because it looked like both teams just wanted to fight. And the Manuel goal when he bodied the defender who clearly didn't eat his Wheaties the that morning pretty much set the tone for the entire game because they were starting to throw balls at each other and they were bumping into each other. There was even a Jones elbow when he went up to a header. I, From a certain angle, it could have easily been a red card, but if you, oh, yeah. when you show the replays, it was obvious that it was unintentional. Yeah, I saw that. And then also the foul that they committed down the sideline, and uh, I forget who, who they tripped, and then he throws a ball back at him. Tolkien and Copetti, fight. yeah, who would have who would win that fight? Yeah, I, I think a lot of the games were actually pretty physical this week. 
if I'm not mistaken. I saw I was looking through the stats and there was a couple of teams that had a bunch of cards. Bunch of cards. And then, yeah, there's a, like I said, we'll get to that red card later on that I thought was a little soft. But uh, overall, a good game. I think Charlotte fans have um, something to root for now. They're playing a lot better, and they should be excited. Whoa. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, my computer is just like had a brain fart. They left the notes at the job site, too. <laughs> so then uh, moving on to where's Charlotte? North Carolina. North Carolina. Moving north, we hit up uh, the brotherly love town with Philadelphia and the Orlando City. Uh, Philly uh, takes a 1-2 loss to Orlando. Uh, this game had a very quick goal. I think it was less than two minutes. Yeah. It was uh, right. pretty much the first oh, minute. minute. two. Yeah, so yeah. ball goes to the goalie. Goalie bombed it. Uh, one of my typical plays on FIFA, I just bomb it all the way up. I head it down to someone, and then he just does a little chip over everyone through the back line. And Ojeda ran through. It had a 1v1. And very calm finish, uh, which is surprising because I've seen a lot of 1v1s being missed in the Major League Soccer. So that was You're a good not finish. this one. Yeah. Nope. And then uh, another little little play involving Ojeda. I guess he's their number 10 guy. I think he is number 10. But he's their number 10. He looked to be involved in both goals, little through ball, and they, they went up 2-0 really quick within 10 minutes, I believe. Yeah, they scored their second goal within the first nine minutes. Correct. Yeah. So it looked like it was getting out of hand from Philly, but uh, Philly got back in uh, with a great header, came off the pole, and he followed through with the rebound, getting the game at 2-1. And then Orlando City's goalkeeper, make up his name, because he made save uh, a free kick save in, in the first half, and then a header that I for sure was thought was going in. But yeah, I think uh, uh oh I can't even say that name. Staj Duhar. Staj Duhar. Nice. I'm gonna message him on Twitter. <laughs> and and ask him. Yeah, so no, shout out to him because he had he had a couple big saves throughout the game that kept the Philly at one. Uh and after the two goals, it was all Philly. The game looked like it was just all Philly. I thought they were gonna end up tying the game, but like I said, uh man of the match, I thought it was the goalkeeper who made save after save and Orlando was able to steal three from Philadelphia, which if I'm not mistaken, Philly's kind of struggling. Is he your goalie of the week? <sighs> I think so. I don't think I saw anything else. There was a couple of good saves here and there this week, which surprising because I believe that goalkeeping in the MLS is probably the weakest link that I've seen so far. Okay. But, I disagree. To me, it's obviously the defense, but that's just me. Yeah, but uh, I like playing goalie, so I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, that was a good game. Good win for Orlando City. We'll have to ask what Rigo thinks, but uh, Philadelphia is definitely struggling. They don't really have any excuse. They fell asleep from the very beginning. They didn't come out ready to play. They allowed two goals. Sure, uh, Philly came back 
and try to make it a game. And for the most part, they did. But and some of the excuses would probably be, oh, well, they're playing Champions League, so they're tired. Well, Orlando was playing Tigres in the Champions League, so they played the same amount of games. And Orlando came out strong. I know there was a bunch of opportunities for Philly to score, but Orlando could have easily made it three to one as well. And um, other than that, yeah, Philly's Philly's struggling a little bit. They haven't like looked too well, I'd say. I know they have a couple wins, but you know, losing to Montreal and now losing this game, that I think they should have gotten a point. It's yeah, they might be focused on the Champions League this year. I'm not quite sure. They're they're struggling a little bit. And I, that's it for me. I have nothing else unless you do. No, not, not in this game. And then we shift down south, I believe, to Washington, D.C., I'm assuming. That's where D.C. United's at. D.C. United hosted New England Revs who apparently one of our friends says the Revs suck for some reason, yet the Revs are sitting at first in the Eastern Conference with four wins and one loss. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that comment. Uh, his exact words were, the Revs are terrible because they look lost versus LAFC. And when I listen to that comment, I go, okay, so what are you trying to say? Like, that they looked lost against one of the best teams, if not the best team in MLS right now? Like, come on, that doesn't make them bad. Or are you saying that LAFC is so bad that the Reds looking lost against them makes them bad? It's a very interesting argument, and it doesn't make any sense, but I think um, he was probably eating while he was saying it, and it wouldn't surprise me. But um, um, what did you think? I'm going to take a guess and say he he sounds like an LAFC fan to me. He is an America fan, actually. Oh, then I can't say nothing bad about him. But yeah, <laughs> the Revs could have easily gone up uh, within the first 10 minutes. Uh, there was uh, one of those plays where you cross, uh, not diagonally, but cross from the sideline for a tap-in, and uh, he just shot it over the ball. But for the first half, it was all Revs until the last minute of the first half. Mr. Benteke. Gets on the score sheet again, a little nice play where they uh, start from the left side, uh, through ball through the middle, I want to say to the half uh, half circle of the 18. It's a little dummy play where Benteke receives the ball. He opens it up, and then Benteke makes the run in for one of the same exact play that the Revs missed for just an easy tap-in. So Benteke gets back into the scoring sheet. and uh, So it, looked, it was looking good for DC United, who really needed a win, but after that, um, New England, New England came back, uh, scored a great goal. Actually, the first opener goal, uh, brought it down with his chest, moved it to the side, and then I'm sure a lot of people would have just blasted the ball, myself too. But he stayed calm and he just picked the far pole. Nice little finish there. Uh, it was a one-one game, and then at the very end, again, pretty unlucky for DC United uh, corner kick. For the Revs, bounces out to the 18. They take a whack, and it just deflects off a defender. I'm not sure if it was a defender, but... Great deflection, it, too. Deflects off. Nothing the goalie can do. And DC United ends up falling 1-2. And now 
they're really struggling while the revs are revving up. Revving up, nice little pun. By the way, uh, is it time to fire Wayne Rooney? I know they announced him as the coach for the All-Star game. So the MLS should be very disappointed in itself, and we should expect a loss for the All-Stars versus uh, a team that really shouldn't be winning against the Gunners. Uh, I'm I'm not looking forward to it. I'm very worried. I think Rooney's going to get DC United relegated. So I don't know about you, but I, I think Rooney needs to be fired. Uh, well, yeah, you, you brought up the whole um, get Rooney fired last week. I just want to see. Yeah, they have one win, one tie, and three losses. So it's not looking so good for Rooney. Um, five games in, how many games there is? Like 30? It's quite a bit. There's, and there's still time for yeah, him to... Time. Finishing the playoffs, I'm hoping at least. I'm not. I'm hoping he makes at least the playoffs, but he did have some comments for Cristiano Ronaldo, so maybe he should get relegated and fired. I think he should get relegated and fired. Yeah, you you push Lampard. You you're the reason why Lampard no longer has a job. And as a Chelsea fan, it's my turn to really go after you. So I'm going after Rooney. Plus, I I actually do legitimately believe that Arsenal's gonna beat the snot out of the MLS All-Stars with Rooney as coach. That's just a fact. Well, I think that would happen regardless if uh, Rooney was coach or not. No, it's definitely because Rooney's coach. Anyways, uh, uh, New England's first in the Eastern Conference, like I said, and these United is struggling bottom of the table. I don't know. According to the our one of our number one listeners. The revs are bad, dude. You don't know yeah. ball. If that's bad being first, then uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't. Know. He needs to watch some more soccer. I guess. Needs to Shout play out it too. Needs to play it and work out more too. <laughs> All right, and then we'll travel up north to your beloved state of Ohio. Going right. to the Midwest, yeah. I love, yeah. love Ohio. We got the Columbus crew giving a ass whooping of 6 1 to Atlanta United. Uh, I did, in fact, bet on this game. I had the over 2.5 goals. I told myself it was pretty iffy with the whole international thing, but I told myself Atlanta's been scoring. They'll get a couple goals in and they'll probably win 2 1. I said to myself, right? And bam, my bet hit, but it just didn't hit the way I thought it was going to happen. Atlanta just got destroyed this game, 6-1. Um, in their defense, they did have a couple players, most of the guys out, but that was, that was bad. And that's so did Columbus. The games. So did Columbus. Yeah, that's one of the games that I left my notes in the trailer. So if you can take it away, partner. Yeah, you didn't really need the notes for this. This was an ass whooping, straight up. They had a five-goal lead. It got to a point where after the third goal, Brad Guzan started limping for some weird reason. I don't know why he started limping. Like, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, it, this this game was only 1-0. Was it 1-0 at half or 0-1 one half? Yeah, yeah. 1-0 at the half in the second it was game. 1-0 at the half. 1-0 at the half. Caleb Wiley played all game. I, 
I, I don't even know what to say. I know that, like I said, you were saying their players were on international break, but so were the Columbus players. They had pretty much the same amount of players. Like Zilla Ryan wasn't even there. So it was just an ass whooping. It was a good atmosphere for the crew fans to be a part of. And Columbus is just such a random team. Like they fluctuate all over the place. Like they opened the season with a 4-1 loss. Then they came back with a 2-0 win. Then just, you know, the typical 1-1 draw. Then a 2-1 loss. And just all of a sudden it's a 6-1 win. So Columbus is an interesting team. I think I think from Atlanta's perspective, you just flush it. Nothing you can do. Just like pretend this game never happened. Yeah, and that's what you do. Don't even... Move on, forget about it. Don't make a big deal about it. Uh, I was checking right now. Um, Atlanta did only have three goals allowed within the first four games. And then now it's up to nine with his ass whooping. So don't get too carried away. It's not that bad. Yeah. Every everyone has one of those games once in a while. You just gotta let it go. Uh, my son came in here for a little bit. I'm I'm not sure what he wanted. He he just wanted to say hi, I guess. Probably wants his room back. This isn't his room, actually. I'm in the closet. <laughs> nice. But other than that, nice win for Columbus. And like we said, Atlanta, just flush it, and we'll get them back next time. Oh, quick question. Do these teams play each other home and away, or is it just one round? It depends on the schedule because there's 29 teams. You They don't play 56 games. Usually ah. inside their own conference, they'll play two times, sometimes three. And like LAFC and, and the boycotted team play three times usually a season. Oh, so they but, don't play? Oh, okay. And at a conference, they'll play for the most part once, but sometimes they don't play each other. No, the, the MLS scheduling, they're still working on it. I think they're going to wait until they get 32 teams before they have a consistent schedule. And maybe they won't mess it up like the NFL by adding a 17th game for no reason other than money. I thought it was an 18th game. Is it 17? Back when it was perfect. It was perfect at 16 games, then they added the 17th game like a couple seasons ago. Well, that's better because then you don't have that even record of eight and eight. You but that doesn't make any sense. Winning record or a losing record. The schedule's off balance just by playing that seventeenth game. Anyways, we'll save the NFL for another day, and then we'll head down to uh, South Beach, where my Inter Miami took a beating again, another loss. Uh, two three. They hosted Chicago Fire. Uh, besides the pink jerseys, uh, it was pretty pretty uh, scary game because they went down pretty quick. They went down 2-0, and I thought it was going to be bad. I thought it, they were those teams that, hey, maybe we'll win at home and then we'll lose on the road because they came from winning their first two home openers to losing their next two away games, and they fall down 2-0. My goal of the week is actually this one. Uh, from Negri. The three-toe. Uh, the three-toe. Yeah. Nice, nice first spin it. Uh, first touch. Sets himself up with three toes. Tres dedos. He curls it in. And then uh, it's just uh, they uh, they were able to come back 2-2. Two, two, right? 
How about for the for the ten year olds that listen to our podcast? Can you explain the concept of tres dedos since you like shooting like that? Okay. Um, what's the concept of shooting that way? When you shoot with your three three small toes and it curls the other way, so like instead of a curveball, it curves Outward. the opposite way. Yeah, exactly. Correct. So. Yeah, I typically find it easier to shoot that way when I go 1v1 against a keeper because he's not expecting that. So and it kind of hit the uh, hit the pole from the inside or whatever. It makes it easier to not make the ball curve out. Get me? But uh, give me one sec. No worries. Uh, in the meantime, the guy that thinks the revs are bad likes to shoot this way, but he misses by a lot because he uses the big toe. And he skies it into the corner. I think he shoots like that because that's the only way he knows. Not because he intentionally tries to shoot it, but that's because how he shoots. It's very poor form, but he also has poor knowledge. He doesn't know ball. Um, yeah, regarding this specific game, though, with Miami-Chicago, um, it's a good thing Austin didn't play this game because Claudio Reyna would have had an aneurysm watching this game. Because of the refereeing. And we know we can't have that in his eyes. Um, yeah, Miami's... What is going on? I mean, they had 67% possession. They're struggling right now. They don't look too good. Um, Phil Neville needs to cook something else up a little different. Chicago, their shirt still has no logo. It's still beautiful. And uh, yeah, Kai Kamara's goal in the 91st minute was for his record 10th club was a beautiful finish that it got the commentator that, excited. He started making flaming, blazing fire puns. And, that was a, a yeah. bad, bad decision. They lost the ball in the midfield and this guy was able to get the ball and just go towards their goal. I think he got like four defenders' attention and they all pulled up to him. He did? Once you lost the ball in the middle, there was I think he had two guys on him. Just foul him. It's the last minute you lost the ball in the middle. That's one of the worst places you can lose the ball. It's down the middle because you're gonna get it's just you just throw everyone off. So he should have been fouled. It's easier. Uh, I want to say it's easier to defend the set piece, but they just all that he just basically walked through, dude. Everyone just ganged up on him and left the left side open. And then uh, when Miami tied the game, the commentator was saying something about the shortest guy scoring the header. I don't know why he had to mention there was like an eight-inch difference between him and his defender. But hey, he was able to score a header. The defender lost. I guess he lost sight of him. Maybe he turned around. He didn't see him. So maybe, hey, the short the shortness helped. But uh, it was a great header, by the way. But yeah, Miami It's almost like watching Messi score header goals. Those are rare, but he's actually pretty good at them when he gets his head on it. I hate messy header goals. They're very rare. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Inter Miami struggling in a nice win for the Chicago Fire away. Much needed for Chicago. And I'm happy for Chicago. It looks like they're better without Shakiri, to be honest. They've scored six right. goals without him. He hasn't played the last two games, I believe. He hasn't, no. Who knows why? Did he go on international duty? I'm not sure. I figured if Switzerland's still calling him up, that's a bad sign. 
<laughs> no, no disrespect to Shakiri, he's a baller, but he's not exactly young or in his prime anymore. So, yeah, that's about it for that game. Uh, other than that, I I think I had a comment that Chicago's first two goals, they were trying to snipe Calendar's head off, or Miami goalkeeper. Like, oh, dude, they just two butt- cannons <laughs> above his head. They were headhunting him. That second one was ridiculous, dude. Everyone was just ball watching this guy, and he just rebounded, and then he just just took a whack. I don't blame Calendar. I would I would I would have probably turned away. It reminded me of uh, Donovan's goal against Slovenia in the World Cup. Oh yeah! Shout out Landon Donovan, and then Best uh, American of all time. From Miami, we head up to Tennessee, where Nashville hosted. The Cincinnati Bengals. FC Cincinnati, who they? Uh, two good teams, two top teams uh, so far. Uh, game ended at windmill with Cincinnati taking the win. I'm trying to see if I have this one. Want to take it away for now? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, one of the things I noticed about this game was they're trying really hard to make this a rivalry game which is bizarre if you actually think about it. Uh, you know, fair play to the Nashville fans. They came out and treated it like it was a rivalry game. Uh, the team, for whatever reason, the second half, they did not play like it was a derby or a rivalry game, whatever you want to call it. Now, derby is basically when teams play in the same city. But in MLS, I guess that would be considered a rivalry game. So they're really trying to make this a rivalry game. I don't think Cincinnati really cares to make it one. Cincinnati's main rival is obviously Columbus. Even if it's not Columbus's main rival, it is one of Columbus's rival. But anyway, anyways, uh, yeah, it it was really bizarre to see the the feel of a rivalry game um, on this one. One of the things I really like about the MLS and in this game in particular is the number 10 role still exists. It's like watching the football, the soccer that we grew up on, always watching a number 10. It's it's very beautiful. And when you look at, you know, La Liga, EPL, the Serie A, the number 10 doesn't really exist as much as it used to anymore. It's not very prevalent. So it's nice to see the MLS have that because we had Mukhtar and Acosta in this game. And Acosta actually gave a beautiful ball that led to a goal for Vasquez. And yeah, after that goal, because it was all Nashville before that goal, they did nothing after that goal. It was just for a rivalry game, they needed to show up more. And I felt there was more fight in the Charlotte Red Bulls game than there was here. Yeah, I noticed uh, Acosta last game was on the bench for some reason. And I think uh, since he ended up losing that game. Last week, uh, he no, started, they tied. Oh, they tied, right? 3-3? Yeah. And then this week, he started again. Like you said, uh, there is a bunch of number 10s, I've noticed. And then Acosta is one of them. Mokhtar, the same. Uh, same thing with Mokhtar. He's the engine of Nashville. I'm telling you, every like every attacking play, he's just there. He's involved. He's the guy creating it, or he's the guy taking the shot. But other than that, I left my notes for this game. So... Shout out Cincinnati. They get a nice win. And I've been telling you that I really like this Cincinnati offense. It just clicks. Just clicks, especially with Acosta on the pitch. 
And I think you might be right that Nashville may need a striker. I know they scored two goals in a couple different games, but they they've gone three games without a goal. So not in a row, but they've had three games and they just can't seem to find that finishing product because they were pretty much dominating this game before that goal came out of nowhere for Cincinnati. So, yeah, that's it on my end. Um, we're halfway. So, Gio, we have to say something nice about Rex. Montreal, our so team our of the week. Team of the week is Montreal. They were on by. Um Something nice about Montreal, you didn't lose this week. Uh, that's Montreal is the uh, French, I'm assuming the French side of Canada. We, oui. yeah, so there's French side. Um, you kind of won a world cup back in 2018, so oh, that's fun. That's good. Yeah, interesting. I don't think they consider themselves French, I think they're French Canadians, Gio. Well, part of France. I I I consider myself French and Canadian. You're French, Canadian, and Aztec. Well, that's that's a very nice thing. Oh, to say. if I was from Montreal, but other than know, that, you'd have to ask them. Um, see, I'm I'm looking at really quick. Uh, it looks really nice in the snow. It looks like you got some humongous Ferris wheel in the middle of a pond or a lake with an ice rink. So kind of has a New York vibe. Yeah, looks it's, looks like a really nice town. I'm going to honor them by speaking French. So, je parle français très bien, Montréal. Uh, vous êtes incroyable et vous avez une équipe du hockey. Et vous avez Poutine. Et vous êtes une vie... Et n'est pas très cher. Oui. Montréal. Vous êtes grande. Oui, oui. Yeah, yeah that was very nice. All right. Did you, <laughs> did you say they a very lucky team? No, they, their city is incredible, but I don't know the French word for city, so I just kind of skipped over that. Uh, I hope they forgive me. It sounded like you said a lucky team. Uh no, I I think I said that they had poutine, which is like poutine? their their food poutine, and it's a they live in a city that's not very expensive, so if you look at the prices, it's very affordable. You just have to live <laughs> in the snow. So shout out Montreal, you didn't lose this week. Hey, and they're coming off a of one game winning streak. Let's not yes, forget. Sir. <laughs> So now let's go to Kansas City where Sporting hosted the Seattle Super Sounders. Uh, oh, this was a game I bet on. Actually, I bet it on the Seattle Sounders to cover. They were underdogs. So all they had to do was tie or win and at cash. Seattle was the underdog? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. I think because they had a bunch of their guys uh, on international duty. Who made the betting line? Just because of that? That doesn't make any sense. Have they seen Kansas City I don't play know, this dude. Oh, the other one was New England and DC United. I bet on New England. Underdogs, too, to cover. What? Did hey. Rafa set the betting lines on that one? <laughs> hey, like, on? if you pay attention, there are some good MLS bets. Like, I don't know if they don't know what goes on, but 
I try to take advantage. But I think yeah. the same guy that had St. Louis ranked at six last week, and the same guy that picked Bond for goalie of the week is <laughs> is making these lines. What is going on? Yeah, hey, I saw them. I like them. I'm like, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna do it. Oh, but, get rich off, get rich, and then pay for marketing because clearly yeah. you you know ball. I don't think so, Rafa does. Sporting actually got off to a quick one zero start, um, which was shocking, was, by the way. Yeah, that's when I started. That's when when I was like, "Oh, the line they got me," you know. I was like, "Ah, the biggest got me." I'm a it was a bad rebound by the goalie too. It was a good, horrible save, if that makes any sense, because he saved it, which is a good thing. But he left the ball right there, and the worst part is that he was already like going to the sidelines, so just push it out, dude. Exactly. Yeah, this is a goalkeeping lesson two hundred one. I'd say it's like, like don't even sense, bounce dude. it right off the player. Just put it out of bounds. Take the corner. But no, this guy decided to make life harder, and he just left it right there. So they followed through with the rebound, got up to a quick one zero, and then. Dude, there was a actually two players, man of the match, I guess, in this one, because um, Xiao Cho, Xiao Chu. No, Xiao no, how dare you butcher that, Leo Chu. Oh, Leo Chu. After the game he had, and he's earning a starting spot with the game. He was a baller. Yeah, he was tearing up on the left side. Uh, he actually started because one of the guys was on international duty, so he started and he. Made the best of it. He ended up with three assists. Um with his partner, Mr. Mr. Morris over here, who I was surprised didn't get called up, but whatever. He ended up scoring four goals. Uh the back four for sporting is was really, really bad. They looked lost in every single every single cross. Their positioning was bad, and it's like they didn't know where Morris was. No one, no one knew where he was. He was just dead in the middle, and everyone was like in nowhere's land. Because all I think if you look at all goals, they were just crosses, and he was just wide open. Like, I mean, after the first two goals, you're gonna be like, oh, you know, maybe we should we should mark this guy better or man mark this guy. But no, I don't know if they I don't know what they were doing, but it was just horrible defending. A great win for Seattle Super Sounders, because they came from what was it, a zero zero tie? They did. So they see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice win. Uh, especially with all their guys on international duty. I think they were making a big deal about it. I think they said it was like six or seven guys, but hey, they got the job done. Four uh, one win. But it was just horrible defending, like straight up bad defending. And Morris played like a guy that should have been called up. He probably got offended, and he showed the American world why he deserved a call up. Four goals. Incredible. He's my player of the week. If it wasn't him, it would have been Leo Chu, who had three assists, including one hockey assist. Lodero got the other assist to Morris. Yeah, the fourth goal, I remember four defenders were going up against one guy, and they left Morris wide open, which, you, like you were saying, after a couple of goals, what are you doing? Like, just man-mark him. The red card by Ben Sweat. He got two yellows. Well-deserved. I mean, clearly he was very frustrated. He was very emotional. I think if you're sporting Kansas City at this point, you have to be very emotional. It's been a very frustrating season. And the fans are frustrated. Then you have St. Louis coming in and dominating your whole state. 
like they just the new kid on the block and they're already trying to run the state from you guys so yeah yeah kansas city things are not looking good for you at all still winless by the way still winless yes i at the end of the, all our 14 i'm gonna show you teams without a loss teams without a win and maybe teams without a tie if you want to hear that i don't think anyone does but yeah sure. great game by seattle great game uh then we go down to Texas where Austin hosted Colorado Rapids. The broccoli. I, yep. Oh, that's what we're gonna call them, right? Broccoli. Broccoli. Until FC. further notice. Yeah, until further notice. Yeah, I just I'm really disappointed with this team, especially I don't know, the whole Concacaf thing like just triggered me. And I, I don't even want to talk about this team. Like I'm I'm not are you gonna boycott? I, I kind of want to. I was gonna say, like, you gotta do something impressive. You gotta go out and beat some team like 5-0 or something, or you gotta go on a like a four-game win streak because it's just it's just bad. Uh pretty disappointing. Uh Austin, they got up to a quick goal uh after VAR checked it off. Uh, I think a Gallag Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Gallagher. Gallagher ended up scoring, putting them up one nil. Uh, the Rapids did get a chance. There was a chance where uh, off a corner, they headed, the ball landed right in front of the goalie. The goalie, like, he just paused. Oh, I don't know what he was doing, but, like, he didn't even come out with the ball. Like, he just stood there. He looked at the forward. The forward tried to kick it. They didn't get a good kick and just totally missed. So the Rapids were could have tied there. Uh, the Rapids did look more threatening. Uh, I don't know if you saw a play that some defender tried to bust a Phil Jones and deflect the ball while he was on the floor with his head. <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw that, but anyone who doesn't know Phil Jones, you should look him up. Very elite defender. He memeable face puts his body on the line. That's the kind of play you want defending. So like Gavi. <laughs> okay. Plays Just the like game differently. Mid Gavi. Uh, what's up with that goal yeah like you i I want i do want to bring up that goal because it reminded me of the video that i posted of you slipping and getting beat the only difference is that this defender didn't get beat and he's the middle center back so as the middle center back you can't get beat like that like it's a back three it's not even a back four when you're the middle of the back three you do not get beat like that on that goal pathetic he just gave up on it too it was bizarre for austin's goal no this was a uh, colorado's goal oh for colorado's goal yeah ring ring is the defender's name that he just gave up so easily on the goal yeah austin no i, I agree with you they they really they really need to do something because they have bad voodoo after the Concacaf. so it's not just you you know i think it's everyone is making fun of them and yeah, their fans are pretty pissed off right now, and they should be. And if there was ever a game to win 5 0, it's this one against Colorado. Who are they? They're not winless, right? Are they winless? Colorado is winless. Oh my gosh, they are winless. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of the worst teams in the league. Nice. And they've had loud eight goals. So, to their two. Yes. Uh, I still the problem. Sh- sh- yeah, I still want to shout out their goalkeeper, though. Over. He's good. Yeah, he he's made, good. He, he made good saves. And then uh I know you're ripping the defender on that uh 
Colorado goal, but I just want you to pay attention to the forward that made that run. He made um, a lot of runs, and it's weird because you saw he was going, he was heading to the back. Defender looked, and then he's making the run forward again. So it kind of threw off the defender. He's not just running, you know, straight line where it's easier for the defender to look. So he was throwing out the defender, which I like. I like I like those little things, right? And at the very end, he just pulled up and just tapped it in. So just just something to look at. Hey, it's weird to see that from Cabral because Cabral is not known for this. So he had a good game. Yeah. So uh, good point for Colorado. Uh, the broccoli just disappointing again. Uh, then we're staying in the same state, Texas, just moving south, I believe. Houston. Oh, yes. This game was uh, something. Houston Dynamo hosted uh, New York City. Let's see what I have here. This game was pretty controversial to me. Oh, okay. uh, There was a bad uh, 25th minute. There was a bad ball from um, from the goalie from New York City. He just gives the ball. He completely gives it to uh, to one of the Houston's forward, and he doesn't. Uh, he wasn't able to cash it. He chests is down. He tries a volley, but he overshot it a bit. Uh, oh, what happened to my notes on this? Yeah, I'm trying to see. Oh, there was a PK. PK Hector Herrera, very yeah, weird PK. It was controversial PK. I didn't. I didn't think that was a penalty. I yeah, remember. I felt like he he made the cut, and I felt like he just lost his footing or something. But he was falling out, falling down. Uh, they didn't call it because it got called by VAR. And then why is the VAR in back of the goals? Because that's how we roll in the States. Oh, really? That's weird. When mm. I saw him, I was the sound running through the back, and I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, there are my notes. Sorry. I I, I thought I lost my notes. I was like, I know I wrote notes for this game. Yeah, yeah. that there wasn't much. Uh, not a really good match for New York City. They didn't really do anything. And then um, after embarrassing performances from the UC Dynamo, they're able to win two in a row. Yeah, yeah. So on my notes, I have that the referee was atrocious. I thought he was horrible. And that VAR decision was really bad. That was not a penalty at all. Um, other than that, there was no curly, beautiful hair. So oh, no, I, they were both down. They were both like... down. Exactly. So it was just... Hector Herrera was carrying the beauty on the field. And, I mean, the crowd was pretty dead for this specific game. And, honestly, with Herrera, he looks pretty reinvigorated. I'm actually surprised at how much he's running and how much how, how big of a role he has on this team. Because, yeah, I remember I actually watched the, the full game of this one. I didn't watch the highlights for this. But, yeah, no, uh, New York City is struggling out of their <laughs> sandbox. They don't play very well out of away from home. Um, Houston at this it was an ugly win, but you, you're just gonna take it. So that's pretty much about all I have. Just bring back the curly hair because it was almost yeah. unwatchable. I wonder if they were on international duty, but yeah, uh the last were. last last game those two curly hair guys put in work and that looks like what was uh missing for the Houston Dynamo. Then we'll go to the cold weather up in Minnesota. Minnesota hosting the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. Mm-hmm. Cold weather versus cold weather city. Yeah, so no excuses on weather, right? 
Uh, in the first minute, we had a chest volley uh, that hit the crossbar for the Vancouver Whitecaps. We're trying to get on the board quick. Uh, great header for the goal. Uh, a forward was left wide open in the middle for Minnesota, uh, for Minnesota, Minnesota forward. Uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps were actually putting pressure, but they just couldn't get that final touch or the final goal or their finishing. Uh, there was also a, a double, you know, have you heard that saying that a double header inside the box is a goal? I'm not sure. You yes, know. because you had it back. It's the one where you, one of the headers is an assist, right? Yeah, but for some reason they say, yeah, for some reason, like if you get, if you're able to get two headers in the box, it's, it's usually a goal. Well, it so should be there, because you're was... flipping the headers from side to side and the goalie can't get there in time. Whatever, whatever the reason is, there was one of those, but it was called an outside. And then uh, that the Vancouver uh, were going to go home with a big fat zero, but they were able to score uh, with a late sub named Betcher. Betcher. Yeah. Uh, buzzer beater. Buzzer beater. That was pretty unlucky for the keeper because uh, I think it just bounced off the crossbar and went back in. I think he made contact with the ball, but hit the pole, went back in. And the Vancouver Whitecaps were able to steal one point. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed about Minnesota is like their weather, like their average weather, their possession is in the 30% pretty much every game, with the exception of that snow game they had against the Red Bulls. That was 51% possession. It's really weird because Minnesota has had good results. But They're undefeated, though. They have thirty nine percent possession, thirty seven percent possession, thirty eight. That's that's a significant drop off. But I, they have a bend and don't break defense. And I mean, Vancouver was very active in the second half. They they pretty much had full control of the game. But at the same time, none of those shots looked threatening. Obviously, other than the buzzer beater, they just didn't look like they were going to give up a goal. So Minnesota's defense is. Really freaking good. Yeah, their three goals. A lot to be desired, though. Three goals in four games. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it must be the cold weather. But yeah, Vancouver. Uh, you you've been playing a lot of games lately. I mean, I'm sure Vancouver is very tired. I don't blame them. And it's nice to go out on a buzzer beater. So it's a good one point for them. And then we'll move over to the team that was on by last week. Uh, Ralph Salt Lake hosted Hot Fire St. Louis, whatever they are. What are they? The hottest pink fire St. Louis City. What's their mascot? They have a mascot? Uh, my, they are my second home. No mascot? I, I don't think they have a mascot quite yet. Whatever it is, it might be a dog because of the Purina sponsor. Not sure, or it might be Santa Claus because people keep giving him backpacks. Ah, he just keeps capitalizing Whatever. on them. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna what say Santa Claus usually gives presents, but this guy's been receiving them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they can't see him or something, but uh it's been like I'm assuming there was like two or three games where this happened already. They pass it back for some reason and he's just there. Like they just don't see him. But yeah, yeah, and he takes advantage, you know. Finish it off. Uh, surprisingly, there was zero zero at the half. So four goals in the second half. Yeah, uh, there was actually my goalie of the week is Berkey for St. Louis. 
because he made a really good save at the end of the half to save them from going down 1-0 to Salt Lake. And just that one save alone, I think, catapulted St. Louis into their fifth win in a row. Yeah, Congratulations. That's my – I have right here, I have what a save, but I didn't put who. His name is Berkey, and uh, I think he saved St. Louis. Hey, St. Louis right now is making history, and that save kept history going. So that's why he's my goalie of the week. Yeah, the St. Louis is rocking. Like you said, 5-0. Uh, people are still saying that they get lucky, whatever. But hey, um, 5 of 5, uh, you think they make it 6? Who do they play next? I'll tell you right now. Oh, uh, they host Minnesota. So don't That's... allow goals, but don't score too. Maybe they'll give him a back pass and it'll lead to a goal for a Klaus. Right? That makes yeah. sense with the winter. I'm seeing winter their schedule Minnesota. now. Yeah, their schedule now. I think I think they beat Minnesota at home because they're playing at home. Uh, I'm worried about the week after against the Super Sounders in Seattle. I actually expect Seattle to really sell that crowd out and be rocking if St. Louis is undefeated heading into that game, Seattle's going to really show up to play. And if they're able to eke out that one, then you got Cincinnati at home, which is a tough game as well. So we'll see how it goes the next three games. I actually think the streak might end in Seattle, and I think they're going to draw in Seattle. But we'll see. Yeah, so two teams going in opposite directions. St. Louis, well, I mean – can't go any higher than first, but they stay up there and then Real Salt Lake. Um they're in trouble. Yeah. What are they at? Dead less? No, they're not because they actually beat Vancouver. Oh, they have a game. The they have one win. Nice. But they are struggling and things are not looking good. No, sir. They're Maybe. also a little all over the place with their possession. 45, 41, 58, 61. So only a couple of those possession games are consistent. The other two are separately consistent. They're they're a little all over the place, to be honest. And then from Utah, we shift over to Hollywood, <laughs> where LAFC hosted FC Dallas for a Saturday night game. Gio, you um, live in LA. You should know better. You know that's not Hollywood. Hey, dude. Well, who cares? The casuals. Yeah, but no, we, we can't have the casuals coming over here. You know, tourists. Okay, We need to know. It's Exposition Park. Isn't it BMO something? Oh, that's the name of the stadium. Yeah, but oh. Exposition is... It's right by USC. Yeah, so I, that's where my notes are at. Right somewhere around there. Hollywood is not around there. <laughs> no, I know. I'm saying I left my notes by USC because I'm actually working around there. But yeah, huh, nice. LAFC uh, wins two one. Uh, goal was caused by high pressure. I I don't know. I don't know. Something like these kind of goals always get me mad. But whatever. So there's high pressure on the defender. The defender decides to give it back to the goalie because you know should. I mean, you have no other option. Pass it back to the goalie who's looking forward. And, hey, Mr. Goalie, if you saw that they're doing high pressure, I want to just kick the ball, like, out, anywhere. 
but I guess he tries to make a nice little volley pass out to the winger on the side. And nope, he ends up giving the ball, which ends up leading to a goal. Uh, and then I think it was 1-0 from there. And I think that's when uh, FC Dallas actually got a red card. Yeah, right? to Masi. Uh, it was a yellow at first, and I think VAR reviewed it. Yep. So it was one of those. So I thought LAFC was going to roll roll away with this. 1-0, you're LAFC, you're at home. Uh, uh, but um, Dallas actually fights back. They end up getting a, a goal in. Uh, the best way to... Score a goal when you're down the play. Do you know? Do you know where? You, uh, take a, you take advantage of the set pieces you get, the corners, the free kicks. That's where you. That's where you try to score, right? Because out playing, it's gonna with the man down. It's pretty hard. So when you get played well, when you get these chances, you gotta take care of. Uh, try to take advantage, and that's how they score off a of set piece. Uh, LAFC got a PK, which I'm surprised no one. I didn't even see. Anything about this on social media, but Mr. Vela missed the PK. No, no one was gonna say anything about it. No Rafa doesn't watch. It. Rafa doesn't watch the game, so we can't expect him. Who and no, he's an no, LAFC fan, apparently. No one on the group chat sent it, but I'll tell you if that was one of my players that I like, that for sure is going in the chat. But I didn't see anything from Mr. Vela. Uh, he ends up missing the PK. Uh, Buanga, Buanga, right? Buanga. Yeah. Yeah, your uh, boy. Super sub. I'm telling you, I like this guy, right? Uh, he comes in. He scores the winning goal, but that's that's on both the defender and the goalie. There's no way he can he should score from that angle. It wasn't even the it was there was not that much power on it, but hey, he he ends up scoring it. He gets the game winner, but, but yeah. Um now that they I'm sure Dallas Goes home, pretty pissed off. That was that that was stupid. They they overturned a goal for them with when Cerillo scored, but apparently there was a man interference. Uh, I mean, VAR overturned it. I I'm kind of fifty fifty on that one to be honest. I, at the same time, I get it. He was in an offside position. Oh yeah, I hate those. Yeah, I feel like there needs to be a rule or something in place to like really make it obvious because there's too much judgment on that. I, I I don't think it affected the goalie all that much personally, but I get why they called it. If if you're doing it intentionally, I don't even know how you can tell if someone doesn't in, intentionally. But he's he's obviously just you know trying to come back and he moves out the way too. I think if you move out the way, it should count. I think so too. Because you're like, oh, hey, you know, but I don't know. That was, that was, there was another one like that last week. Someone's game. I forgot who it was, but yeah. So I guess they're making it pretty consistent. Um, yeah. If, obviously, this is just our own personal biased opinions, but yeah, then the Tomasi red was to me was red. It was a bad challenge. He shouldn't have done that. Uh, other than that, Dallas was actually incredible. They showed a lot of composure. They were very, very strong all game. Playing with 10 men down 1-0, and then they tied it up. That was great. And once Vela missed the penalty, which to me that penalty was the correct call as well. Once Vela missed the penalty, you should have expected it to end in a draw, and Dallas would have been very happy with that. And that goal, oh my God, that goal. Yeah, I, I think uh, the defender has to do better. Uh, the goalkeeper was obviously... They both 
obviously mixed each other up and they confused each other. The, the goalie, no, no matter what, he should still stand in a position as if his defender's not there. Now, if his defender has a freaky deflection that goes above your head, nothing you can do about it. That's on the defender, but the goalie wasn't ready. I think the goalie mixed himself up. He let his own guy interfere with him. He should have done better. Went through his legs. Ended up being a goal. So, poor result for Dallas. Overall, even though they really played great and the scoreline didn't show it. And LAFC, it was an it's, ugly win, but yeah. you'll, you'll take the ugly win, especially hey. when you're the defending champions. Does uh, I feel like Dallas always gives LAFC a struggle for some reason. Is that how it's been? You know? Let's ask Rafa, who knows ball, apparently. Here, I'll actually search this up right now. Yeah, I feel uh, like they I'm have... going to ask Rafa tomorrow, and then we'll make fun of him next week again. He he won't he will not give us an answer. I guarantee you that. He'll he'll say some nonsense like <laughs> he'll he'll just say something th- ridiculous. Here I'm looking it up right now. While you look that up, we will uh, shift over. Oh, right here, down south, right in San Jose. Or is that north? No, that's north compared to oh. LA. You live in LA, GL. Yeah, I know. I don't know where San Jose is at, dude. You've never been to NorCal? I've been to Berkeley and San Fran. They're in the general vicinity. It's about an hour, an hour and a half, depending on traffic. Well, I flew there, so I didn't. It's not like I knew I was driving by. All right. So I'm looking at it right now. And yeah, they're pretty even, I would say. I think LAFC has an extra one. No, no, LAFC has won a lot more. Are they close at least? I feel like they're close games. In you think so? I think. Here, I'll, I'll count them out. LAFC one win, LAFC two wins, three no, wins. But the score-wise. They were, you see? other than a couple of games from last year and the year before, LAFC three to one, and then LAFC two zero in 2021. Other than that, oh, and 2019. No, no, uh, LAFC is pretty dominant, to be honest. Uh, oh, well. Five wins, two draws, two losses. There we go. <laughs> I felt like it. Felt no, like I thought that they struggled. I, I can see why. I mean, when you saw a game like that, it looked like Dallas puts up a fight. Now, our last game of day is uh, San Jose hosted Toronto FC. I actually bet on this game. Toronto was underdog again. But on this one, I just betted uh, Moneyline because they were plus 300. So I was going for like, you know, big bucks. Not big bucks, but plus 300 is really good odds. And I just thought San Jose was, you know, eh. I thought uh, Bernadeschi was going to take over since he's not an international duty. But yeah, uh, 0-0 game. Uh, There was a good uh, closeout for a 1v1 for the San Jose keeper. Against Toronto player, he came out his line, timed it perfectly, and he was able to get one we uh, stop a one v one. It wasn't much from either team in the first half, and then the, in the second half, uh, San Jose just looked like the better team. Uh, they, they they had a couple chances, hit the pole, and they just couldn't finish the game off. Uh, they I haven't seen much from San Jose so far, but. But Toronto, uh, lucky to get a point. Uh, 
Benedeschi looked like he had a great game. He was more involved. Looks like he's getting picking up some rhythm. So it's gonna be fun to watch going forward. And still no uh, Insigne as of now. Yeah, they bring him up uh, during the lineup announcements all the time. Yeah, watching Bernadeschi is very beautiful to be honest. Like like I said earlier about the number tens, it's really nice watching these midfielders that control the pace of the game. You know, still be around because they're not around in Europe, like I was saying. And Bernadeschi's just a joy to watch. He really is. Heck, Kerr had a couple moments too that were just really nice. Yes, yeah, in the MLS, you can still be an individual with flair and you can still play the game. It was meant to be play played and the game you fell in love with when you're when you're just a kid. So he is that uh yeah. number 10 that's very silky, flashy in tight areas. He can dribble out the ball. He had he had one uh he had a dribble where he was by the sideline, I believe. Yeah. He had two guys on him, he was able to break out cut down to the middle and he took a shot before getting fouled. But yeah, he's like those those kind of guys are very fun to watch. Especially if it's not just off flashy for nonsense, like Mr. Spin Move back in United. <laughs> like there's flashy and then there's flashing just for no reason, right? But but yeah, Benedeschi is one of those guys that just looks good and it's fun to watch. Yeah, not too many around in Europe, unfortunately, anymore. The, the managers end up benching those guys because they don't want to play like that anymore. Now, uh, San Jose, you you had questions about them. They're actually very good at home. They haven't lost. If anything, having a draw was shocking because they've won every game at home so far. It's on the road where they're really bad because they, they've lost both games on the road. And in San Jose, he had a couple chances to really win. Espinoza had two great crosses, one of them on a corner, and Rodriguez just couldn't finish the job. I felt like he could have scored both those goals and just didn't work out. So uh, Toronto, um, not much. With Toronto, I haven't watched too much of them this season, even though I have watched their highlights. And watching Bernadeschi is obviously incredible. Uh, I still see that Bradley is still very slow. I mean, he's definitely in the twilight of his career. The but dad not, or the son? Uh, definitely both. I, I would say <laughs> both. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Toronto yeah. only has one win so far. And very conservative. Yeah, three ties. Three draws. Definitely a Bob Bradley coach team for sure. Very conservative. Nothing nothing flashy other than your, your number 10. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, about uh, it for me. That was all 14, right? That's all games, and that takes us um, to uh, uh, football around the world, which was put on pause due to international break. But I know there's a certain team that you have an eye out for during international. Yeah. yeah, Ricky had a stupid question, and I say stupid because it came from him. Now, if if you're someone else that's like newer and young and learning, it's not because you're just learning. But Ricky should know better. He was like, why are people throwing to baseball now, fool? Like, why don't they watch soccer? Well, I'm very proud of the Mexican people for not really giving a crud about soccer because they have been disappointed time and time again. And they have every right to be pissed off. Their voices have not been heard. 
No, like nothing against Argentina. The players and their soccer knowledge is obviously top notch. For the Mexican national team, you don't hire an Argentine coach. They just, you just don't. They don't get along. And they've proceeded to get two Argentine coaches. So this guy, Diego Caca, I mean, Coca, right? Yeah. Coca. Yeah, he, he has brought his his values of he doesn't care about the Mexican culture. He wants to play his own way. And they tie 2-2 against Jamaica. So Ricky, that's why people are into baseball now. And that's why Mexicans are watching F1. Because they're honestly tired of the soccer team just spitting on them and laughing at their face. And if you're into that, Ricky, that's all new, whatever. But come on, dude. Like, it's unwatchable. 2-2 against Jamaica is inexcusable. Yeah. Um, I know I always bash on the Mexican national team. And, I, yeah, I watch the games because I, I watch the games in hopes that they, you know, they're like, hey, Gio, shut up. Look at this. We're proving you wrong. But. So far, since uh, I probably stopped carrying mm, 2006 World Cup was when I stopped carrying. Even though they had a good 2010, I stopped carrying back in 2006. But yeah, um, should have won against Jamaica. Not only won, they should have killed probably. They used their A, a squad, all their Mr. European guys. Um, and Linus. <laughs> and you're. Uh, you're you're saying about the fans not hearing, but uh, I don't know. Was it yesterday? Yesterday's game? Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah, Lozano yeah, saying that support. Everyone got. Uh, they were booing everybody. Not everyone, but there were certain players that were getting booed. Uh, I'm not sure. They were saying it's because I guess they played in America and they left and they were in Azteca for some reason. But I don't know. But the people were getting booed, so there were some noises there. I think I the fans know. are just tired of them. I mean, like they're yeah. tired of this team. They've been really bad for a while now, and so it hasn't he, gone better. They keep doing the same thing over and over and over. So they got a couple, couple important games coming up. I know they're in the final four for the League Nations. I think <laughs> I think they might get matched. I think they're going to get matched up with the United States. So that's going to be fun. That's coming up in July, and in that same month, you got the Copa de Oro. So we're expecting. We're expecting a did we win it last time? I don't think they did. No, I, I expect home, the right? USA without a manager to win this game. Oh. No. To but win yeah. this tournament too. Yeah. Mexico should they do you fire the coach if he doesn't win one of them? Man, it really it's it's really the federation is the problem. It's not the coaching. The fact that they even hired this guy, nothing against this guy. It's just like are you not listening to your fans? It's like Mexico's biggest nemesis besides the U.S. is Argentina. So why do you keep hiring coaches from their country? I don't understand it. Because the World Cup champions, dude. For Argentina, yes, <laughs> but not for everywhere else. It's like, I swear the Argentine coaches that coach all across South America, when they play Argentina, they just roll over. And Mexico did the same thing, so... Uh, I'm not yeah. going to get into all these conspiracy um, theories or anything like that. I'm like, I'm just very pissed off at the national team. I'm very pissed off at the Federation. And this is why like, no one should really be watching or caring about this team. And that's the only way you're going to get the Federation to listen by not caring about it because enough is enough. So I'll still care. Don't worry guys. But yeah. Still watching uh, baseball. No, that that'll be fun to watch. See what happens in July. 
uh, over in Europe. Just you know, just keeping an eye out there with the Euro European qualifiers for the Euro Cup. Uh, no, not no shocking results. Nothing bad. Uh, just shout out to uh Mr. Harry Kane. He did become England's top goal scorer. So shout out over there. France looking good like usual. Um, Mbappe was named captain. What else happened? Uh, Slatan, oldest Swedish, oldest international, I think, not just Swedish. Probably oldest international player, even though he doesn't do nothing. Uh, no surprising results. Italy, whatever, they lost one. Oh, except for the thrashing for Netherlands, 4 0, I think, to France. But other than that, yeah. Nothing else for the European side. Can't wait till EPL comes back, Champions League. So we'll see. It's it's been a very slow period for sports, other than March Madness. And it's, it's been pretty dead. Shout out to UConn. That's UConn is tearing it up. And oh yes, yeah, so Gio and I competed against each other in March Madness. It was just one on one. He beat me because of UConn. <laughs> I don't even I just like the names you know that's how I pick yeah it was Nothing. one of those what it was one of those uh, march marches basically you, you just pick by whoever you like and apparently that's the best way to get the best results because all the good teams lost yeah no no favorites right no number ones in nope. the final four None. It's bizarre. This is one of the weirdest Final Fours I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, other than that, nothing in the oh, well, NFL news. Um, Lamar Jackson's looking for starting running back position for any other team. Yes, he requested a trade from the Ravens. So if anyone needs a running back, he's available. Uh, he, he really needs an agent. Yeah, I'm very surprised at his decision-making. You want him to just stay with Baltimore? No, I, I think they gave him a, I mean, they gave him a really good contract, but he really wants that fully guaranteed. So shout out to the Cleveland Browns for <laughs> for really giving Watson the worst contract possible because you've made all this happen. It's very entertaining, you know? It but is. It's I think Lamar's getting, he's doing this so wrong. He's, and I get it because he's always, injured he's gonna get injured and so he's trying to get as much money as possible but the ravens gave you everything they gave you a great contract and you didn't take it so his decision making i don't know about this guy yeah and then we'll close it up with uh nba um are they letting the lakers get hot no they haven't actually uh lebron did come back they lost balls yesterday uh, Pat Bev did say back in February that his new goal was to end the Lakers' playoff run when he got traded to the Bulls, and they won the first game. They play again on Wednesday, and if the Lakers don't win that game, then things might get iffy. Good thing is that the Mavs have been on a losing streak. That Kyrie trade looks like was... Probably a bust, but other than that, um, I think the your Clippers are doing fine. Fine is all I'll take at this point. Fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, Paul, George got hurt, but 
we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And nothing else on my end. I'm just going to wrap up with the teams without a win in the MLS and teams without a loss. So teams without a win, Vancouver, the Galaxy, Sporting Kansas City, and Colorado. And the teams without a loss are Cincinnati, St. Louis, LAFC, and Minnesota. Shout out to the Eastern Conference. Everyone has a win there. That is true. You know, the teams without a win are all in the Western Conference. Western Conference. <laughs> and it's all these West... Oh, no, not sporting. Never mind. I was going to say all Western teams, but... No. Yeah, thanks for that. Nice stat right there. Nice stat. So I guess uh, that should do it because I don't have anything else to add. Just really quick, top five. Five, yeah. Cincinnati. Four, Revolution. Three, Seattle. Two, LAFC. And one, St. Louis. Oh, can you go again? Yeah. Five, Cincinnati. Four, That's Revolution. Three, That's Seattle. That's what two, I have. Two, LAFC. And one, That's what I have. And yeah, same thing well, here. We tied. All right. Well, good luck this week on your bets, Gio. If you find any of those freebies, with the exception of that Toronto one, which I would not have made. Hey, uh, I mean, let me know. It was a try to get a steak dinner bet, you know? For some lunch money. Wow. Five bucks to fifteen dollars, it wasn't that bad. But yeah, uh if you wanna see my bets, I post them on Instagram. I think uh every Saturday morning before the games kick off, because I like to wait for the lines to move or if there's any like big changes or injuries. So just follow us on Instagram on top bins only. Top bins only. And with that. That was our podcast. Thank you for joining us. See you guys next week. Enjoy your week. Bye.